This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. After the final buzzer sounds, we're here to wrap it up. Why not? Here's Steph Curry! It's time for Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7. The game. Warriors Wrap Up is presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason inside Chase Center. It's Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. And Whitey Gleason, the Warriors' 10-game winning streak. It is, is all or losing over. streak, rather, yeah. is all over. Right. Uh, 109-95, the final for the Dubs, as they uh, win this game after trailing 13 to nothing. Uh, in the first few minutes. Yeah, so if you win 109.95 and you were behind 13 nothing, uh, Tim Jordan did the math for me. He tells me that means the Warriors outscored Orlando 109 to 82. Impressive. Uh, yeah, that stuff. is very impressive. Imp- and I, I, I really appreciated what the Warriors did. We know that Orlando's a very good defensive team. The Warriors really did a great job of spreading the floor, draw and kick. They had 25 assists tonight. Uh, only 11 turnovers, and we know that Jordan Poole shot the ball well. D'Angelo Russell had a nice shooting night. Pascal had a big scoring night. But it was really great to see them spread the floor, draw, and kick. It's a, it's a fun style to watch when it's clicking like it definitely was tonight. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. We mentioned the Warriors trailed 13 to nothing in this one. They closed the game on a 17-2 run to win it by that final count of 109 to 95 D'Angelo Russell. He got it rolling to carry the Warriors home. He finishes with 26 points and 12 assists. But I think the key to the game, Whitey, was Jordan Poole tonight. Uh, inserted into the game, and he immediately gave the Warriors an infusion of energy, some scoring on a night where at least early on nobody could make a shot. And uh, his presence on the floor flipped the game. The Warriors immediately just were infused when he got out on the floor, and he winds up with a career-high 21 points. He knocked down four three-pointers, and he was a plus 17 for the game. Uh, Jordan Poole making things happen tonight. Yeah, after trailing 13 to nothing, the Warriors ended up taking a 21 to 17 lead, and Poole had 11 of those initial 21 points. There was also a possession in the second half that resulted in Poole scoring a layup uh, right before the 24-second clock expired, and there must have been about 10 passes on the possession. Again, it was a great example of the Warriors spreading the floor and sharing the ball, and they were and there were passes that were accomplishing things as they shifted the defense from side to side. So, yeah, Jordan Poole seemed like every time he came back into the game tonight, he gave the Warriors a little bounce. And how about Eric Paschal? For the first time since December 2nd, he scored 20. We mentioned in uh, on Warriors Live that he was going to get opportunities tonight with no Draymond Green, and Eric Paschal scored 20 
on 14 shots. You know, Poole had a great night, 21 shots on 19, uh, 21 points on 19 shots. Pascal had his 20 points on only 14 shots, along with nine rebounds tonight. Yeah, good game for them, and good to see those two, the rookies, put it together on the same night as well. I mean, that gives you a little bit of a glimpse of what could be uh, with with Eric Pascal playing uh, 35 minutes uh, at the power forward position. I, I kind of like, and I know we talked about this with Jim Barnett, I, I kind of like Pascal just as a four-man. It's his natural position, just, sure. Just as a four-man, maybe he can knock down some threes. He can use his power there. Uh, I know he is a little bit of an undersized four, especially if he isn't knocking down the three-pointer with regularity, and that's an area of his game that he's you know, going to try to continue to work on and, and has put in a lot of time uh, prior Made to games. Made two of five tonight. And at practice, you know, trying to work on two of five tonight. Very good. Uh, I, I just like him in that role and almost envision him as – uh, a piggyback scenario where, you know, Draymond Green is going to be the starting power forward if everything works as expected next year. But have Eric Pascal be the backup at that spot uh, and also have him be the guy that could step in if you need to give Draymond Green a night off here and there, uh, you know, once you really get things rolling with next year's squad. I, I, I like honing in on having Eric Pascal be a four-man and just figure out where he fits in the context of the Warriors' offense at that spot. I want to see that as far as the development goes between now and the end of the year. Without question, that's his natural position. That's primarily what he's going to be for the rest of his career. But if you can expand his game enough to allow you to put him in uh, as a three or, well, I don't know about as a five with his size. but if Well, what's funny is I like him more as a five than a three. But, but, yeah, I I think, you know, I'm sure the Warriors agree with you and they see it too. He's a four, but if you can uh, get him to a point where on occasion you can play him in some other spots, that's great. Just makes him even more valuable. Poole, talking about future roles for these guys, I can see him as a guy off the bench, an instant offense guy off the bench. I mean, Poole tonight is exactly what eventually you would want him to become. Somebody that, hey, it's not going well, you're a little bit sluggish, nobody can make a shot, and he comes in, boom, 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 he can knock down a few shots, and all of a sudden you go from being down 13 to, as you mentioned, up by four, and now you're almost at that point restarting the game. And from the moment where the game was restarted, after Poole's infusion into the game, the Warriors were easily the better team on this night. And I wanted to see if you you saw this the way I did. D'Angelo Russell tonight, you look at the final numbers, which we've gone over, 26 points, 12 assists, fine numbers. But he almost did it quietly tonight. To me, it was almost a matter of looking up going, oh, my goodness, he's got some really big numbers tonight. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I I, I think so. And he it was did, kind of a stealth 26-point, 12-assist night it for It was, him. and it was a slow build. You yeah, know, He was yeah. among those that weren't making shots early, but he was pretty efficient as the game went on. And I don't know what his low-water mark point was for the night, but to end up 9 of 21, I think at one point he was 2 for 7. He was 6 of 15 after three quarters. Yeah, 6 yeah. of 15, so he winds up you know 3 for 6 in the fourth quarter. And, and he helped carry the Warriors home in this one uh, in a fourth quarter where the Warriors outscored the Magic by 3. They go on to win it 109-95, so the 10-game losing streak is over. The Warriors also pick up their 10th win wow. of the season. Happy New Year. And their first win in January, which also means their first win of 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll see if we can keep it going. They they could have won the last game. It's just nice to see him play well. And I know that uh, Tim and Tom were talking about this. And obviously, when you're in a learning situation, positive feedback is so important because it helps 
cement the lesson in the student, if we, if you will. So all these young players are doing so much hard work, uh, and you can even see it going on more during games than, than, than typically do with an NBA team. And tonight, at one point, you had Coach Brown out there with Damian Lee going over things during a timeout. But now you've got the positive feedback and the proof, no matter what the coaches say, is like, look, it works. You won the game. So uh, it's just terrific. We'll see. There probably won't be a lot more of these. The schedule gets tough. But it's uh, very nice to snap that losing streak and get a nice win uh, before um, a really enthusiastic crowd tonight on a Saturday night. Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of Home Search. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason here inside Chase Center. Warriors 109, Magic 95 as the Dubs continue their dominance at home over the Magic. This becomes the seventh They've consecutive. They've never won in San Francisco. Seventh ever. consecutive win for the Warriors uh, at home against the Magic uh, that dates back to the end of 2012. All right, uh, we're going to hear uh, from... Steve Kerr here coming up in just a moment. We're also going to hear Clay Thompson's Jersey retirement speech. Today was Jersey retirement uh, day in Pullman, Washington at Washington State. Clay Thompson's alma mater. So we're going we're gonna to play that for you here uh, before we get out of here on Warriors wrap-up. And we're also going to hear from Eric Paschal as well uh, at some point uh, on the program. But let's go ahead and uh, hand it off downstairs to the Bill King interview room and hear from the head coach, Steve Kerr following this Warriors victory. Draymond not playing opened up minutes at the four for Eric. You've kind of flip-flopped him between three and four this year. He was really good tonight. What is the difference for him, do you think, when he's at the power forward? Uh, I think just more more floor spacing. Um, you know, he's so quick off the dribble, and he's got that burst at the rim. So when he's at the four, uh, even with a, a really good athlete, great athlete like Aaron Gordon out there, um, you know, he still has the space to, to go to the rim and, and create a play. At the three, it's a little tougher to do that just because you got more more big guys in the paint. So um, I think it's it's an easier position for Eric to play, but uh, thought he was fantastic. Um, so was uh, so was Jordan. You know, Jordan helped us climb out of that early 13 nothing hole. Um, that was huge. And D'Angelo was uh, was fantastic. 12 assists, one turnover, closed the game. Uh, so we got a lot of, a lot of great play from a lot of different guys. Willie, uh, Willie was really good too defensively. So, great night all around for our guys, and I'm really, really happy for them. They've uh, been through a lot this year, and they they earned this. Steve, you actually answered it for me. I was going to ask you how, when you put Jordan in, and he kind of instantly helped the offense get out of a, a hole. Um, the energy he brings off the bench. What does that mean to you? Well, I think the uh, you know the biggest thing is you're seeing him stack up some good games now. So you know sometimes you know a guy might have a good game once in a while, and um, you know anybody can kind of get hot. But I think he's put together four or five really good games in a row where he's made a, a significant impact. He's starting to figure out uh, you know where his spots are and his comfort zone and uh, how to impact the game. So. Uh, he just immediately changed the momentum uh, immediately upon entering. I think he scored eight points in about two minutes. So um, happy to see him progressing the way he is. Steve, back to Jordan. Um, I know, you know, you, we both know that he can score the basketball, but how is he doing all the other things since he returned back from Santa Cruz? Well, he's doing better with, uh, you know, just defensively handling the ball, making plays. Um, 
you know, the game is so fast at this level. Um, everything uh, happens much faster. So whether you're defending somebody um, and having to get over a screen or, or uh, you know, read a rotation, or if you have the ball and you've got to uh, try to make a pass, I mean, everything just happens much quicker than you're used to. So I think the time in Santa Cruz helped him gain a little confidence and, and uh Maybe the game has slowed down a little bit. It's, it looks like it to me. He just looks much more confident and, and comfortable. So he shot it really poorly when he was up here. He w- went down to Santa Cruz, shot it better. Uh, that's continued since it, he's been back. Is that just you know the vagaries of the, sh- the shooter's luck, or is there more to it than that as far as what type of shots he's taking, et cetera? It's a comfort zone. It's a, it's it's it's. Um, you know, we're halfway through the season, so um, he's just he understands now uh, better where his shots are going to come from and uh, which ones, you know, he has to uh, turn down. You know, who's playing against him, the angle, how far the defender is away from him, all those things you have to factor in, and you just you just uh, input them into your into your brain, and and you learn and you keep going, and that's why guys tend to get better in the NBA um, once they've figured things out, uh, no matter who you are, um, whether you're Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or anybody else. Uh, you know, after that first year, um, things things are much more comfortable. And uh, so that's, I think it's just the experience of playing and feeling it and um, uh, making those strides. And, and um, it's nice to see. Steve, going back to the last uh, few years, are you finding this season when you win a game that it's maybe in a weird way more gratifying, that there is greater value to these wins than they have been in regular seasons of the last few years? Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, there, there's, uh, you know, we've had a couple of long losing streaks that are really, really difficult uh, to, to live with. You know, you just you feel bad for, uh, for the players and the, the organization, people who are working so hard every day. You want to... You want to see everybody happy, and you want to see the fans happy. And um, I thought uh, today was it meant a lot to the group, to the players, but I could tell it meant a lot to the fans too. They were really happy, and so you just need to you need to win and and you know keep things moving forward, even if you're ten and thirty four like we are. Um, Got to win one occasionally to to keep the the spirit up, and I think that's what made today. Such a good win. Has the crowd surprised you this year? I mean, just the way they were tonight, even though your record is what it is. Um, honestly, they have not surprised me because I've been coming to the Bay Area for 30-plus years um, in the NBA, 32 years. And I've seen everything from the last five years with you know championship-level play to you know 20 years ago as a player when the Warriors were down. Um, there was always an electricity in the in the in the stands at Oracle, just like there is here. Bay Area has great basketball fans. People love the sport. They love the team, and uh, they they've always been um, loud and supportive of the Warriors. So this doesn't surprise me. And it's uh, we, but we also don't take it for granted. You know, we, we're really grateful for what our fans bring every night. Steve, during your tenure, the Warriors have had excellent passing centers. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein is really starting to exhibit the ability to pass the ball. Is that something that you guys have noticed, and, and how do you feel about that? Yeah, Willie, uh, Willie's more skilled than I think people give him credit for. You know, he, um, 
he can step out and make a make an 18 foot jumper and uh, he made a couple really good passes at when they uh, blitzed D'Angelo and uh, out at half court and D'Angelo found Willie in the pocket and, and uh, he made some some really good plays out of that so he's a he's a talented guy and a nice night from Willie Cauley Stein uh, in a Warriors victory five for five tonight for Cauley Stein uh, we were talking throughout the game Whitey just you and I about Jordan Poole and for a good portion of the night Jordan Poole was the leading warrior in terms of plus-minus. Uh, Cauley-Stein, the 10 points on the five shots, he winds up being a team high and a game high, plus Ooh. 24. Mm -hmm. And uh, really, you know, he's sort of been indicative of how the Warriors go in some ways. When they had their four-game winning streak here right around the holiday, he was playing pretty well in that stretch. He's probably never going to be an all-star. I think that's safe to say. But Willie Cauley-Stein, when he's playing well, he does a lot of things that are hard to notice. And he helps the team play better. Uh, again, even tonight, the numbers weren't overwhelming. He had 10 and 6, 10.6 rebounds. But as you said, 5 for 5. And the team played better defense when he was on the floor. And he helped facilitate a lot of things. I, I agree with Coach Kerr. It looks like the game has slowed down for, for Jordan Poole since his stint uh, in Santa Cruz. It, again, I just keep coming back to the fact that it he looks confident in a different way not confident again like he's just going to come down and cast off but confident that the shots he's taken are going to go in the freaking basket yeah I think something had to be done because uh to my eye the the confidence issues had manifested themselves physically he got to a point where he wasn't just shooting the ball he was casting the ball because he had no idea where it was going and if you watch him tonight even when he's missing he's back to you can tell that he's shooting the basketball so he was so lost there for a while there were times when it almost looked like he was flinging the ball in the general direction of the basket so that has been fixed uh and uh case in point tonight he knocks down uh, from the uh, three-point line, four out of ten. So if he's doing that, I mean, that's excellent. And as you pointed out, he really helped the team dig out of that early hole tonight. Ultimately, climb out of that early hole. What do you me. think Eric Paschal's role is for the Warriors positionally? Because Steve Kerr addressed this as well. Uh, he's more of a natural at the power forward. The floor spacing is there for him going up against other fours. The ability to drive and use his power and have space to do it. He, Coach Kerr said it's an easier position for him to play. I'm fully on board with that. But he also, there was a hint in, in there to me of, but we're going to need him to do other things too. Well, sure, because he's going to be a bench player, right? If this team's anywhere near as good as they hope to be as soon as next year, he's a fine player and he's a real find in the second round. But is he a starter for the team next year? Well, you hope not. I mean, he's a guy that when you have to well, start definitely him. not at the three. Definitely not at the three. You think he'd be starting at the four next year? Well, uh, no, but I think he is somebody that, again, if you, Draymond Green probably isn't going to play 82 games. So, if you know, and, and injuries, as we know, even in the years where the Warriors were great, are going to be a part of the deal from time to time. I just see him as a, as a you know, 20-minute-a-game guy, and then on the nights where maybe Draymond's got a miss, then you can ramp him up yeah. to 30 or 35. Yeah, short-term, yeah, and I think long-term – you know, no one would want to say this, but it's not hard to see him as maybe being a Draymond successor. 
Probably a little too early to say that, but not crazy to think yeah. at some point that yeah. could be the Certainly case. Certainly possibility. That's Whitey Gleason. I'm John Dickinson. Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com. The home of home search, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Warriors beat the Magic, 109.95. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason were brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. It's Warriors Wrap-Up. Warriors get the win tonight against the Magic, 109-95. The final 10-game losing streak is over. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. We are going to hear uh, the Clay Thompson jersey retirement speech coming up here, Whitey, uh, as he was in Pullman, Washington, the number one retired at Washington State uh, earlier in the afternoon. Stephen Curry among those that were on hand in Pullman uh, for... And Steph bounced back to town, right? Clay's special day, and Stephen Curry also was... Here and he was uh, sideline reporter Steph for NBC Sports Bay Area. We've got a few snippets of that too that we're going to get to between now and about uh, nine fifteen. Before very uh, especially in this you know somewhat uh, discouraging season, in some ways very a uh, dark season. The, today was a very bright day and a very encouraging day for the Warriors. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let you know what let let's let's hear a little bit of Steph. Uh, what do you Let's think? Let's do it, yeah. Why, why don't we do that? Let's hear a little bit of Steph here, uh, this courtesy of NBC Sports Bay Area, uh, as Steph was uh, working as the sideline reporter and, and guest analyst uh, on the television broadcast. Uh, let's hear first Steph uh, talking about the Warriors' winning culture. 100%. We have a culture of winning, obviously, and we, we've we established that over many, many years, and, and nothing <clears throat> nothing worth you know working for comes easy, and so... Just staying with the program and working on uh, your, your attitude, uh, your competitiveness, and just the, the, the details of like what you need to do every single game and how you can adjust and learn on the fly. Oh, wow. oh that's a, that's, is that a, a stress pad? <laughs> Get in both in the stat sheet it, right it there. It went in. That's all that matters. That was you're not going to pass it. But. That was such a horrible lob. It became a shot. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's just about sticking with the program. We understand that we're young, we're injured, um, but this is going to do amazing wonders for, for these guys once we get back healthy and, and uh, everybody finds their, their place in terms of what we're trying to do as a team. Uh, I think a big part of that culture, Whitey, and we've discussed this, to me a big part of the culture is Steph and Clay. Uh, obviously, Clay wasn't going to be around today, but Steph and Clay being around, that was something else during the holidays. Steph and Clay were around and on the bench, and you could feel their presence. And I think, I think that's important as far as letting these players that are new to everything about this franchise, see the the walking statues in a way. Yeah. The guys that are going to be statues mm-hmm. someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you what else is really valuable to the young players who will be here or the young players who will be anywhere that they're going to be next year and beyond. Just look at the last two games. You had the overtime uh, loss to the Nuggets, but a close game. You know, there's nothing like 
fourth quarter basketball in a tight game or overtime. You know, Magic used to call it win in time. And then even though they won by a, a, ultimately a wide margin tonight, this was a close game in the fourth quarter. And so that's the type of thing you can't simulate. We're trying to win this game. We've got to try to win this close game in the fourth quarter. And these are very valuable lessons, especially when you come out victorious. As I said earlier, see, it works. You won the game. And to that point about culture, uh, here's more Stephen Curry as he was talking about the young guys and, and going through what uh, has been a difficult year. Every day, you know, myself, Clay, Draymond, haven't been around and, and seen, you know, all the ups and downs and, and, and whatnot. We have a, a lot to offer. It's just you kind of have to um, just find a way to connect with the young guys and understand, like, what you expect is greatness, but it's going to take some time to get there. And, and they know that, and hopefully they know we care. Uh, you, know, you know, about them and their, and their development and what, and what they're going to mean for us to get back to that championship caliber. Yeah, so again, just more to that point on those guys being around and, and those guys being able to talk with these guys and, and offer advice. I think at times this year, just due to the nature of, you know, Clay's rehabbing a major injury. Uh, he, he's here some of the time. He's, he's down in L.A. working on, on, on things and trying to get healthy, and now obviously he's around more. I think at times Steph not being able to travel and, and him having other things going on too, I think at times not having those guys around was kind of a drag to the, those that were here trying to fight and, and battle and scrap, especially on some of those nights where the Warriors were playing with eight and nine guys. I think it might cut both ways, though. This year, obviously – hey, we're trying to uh, learn the wins are not that important this year and we're not winning a lot of games, but we know brighter days are ahead because, look, there's Steph, there's Clay, they're right here. Uh, we just saw Clay uh, taking jump shots, making threes a couple days ago. So for a young player, look, this year you, you don't have to worry as much about winning, work hard, perform, better days are coming. But then next year for the young players who are here, when you have Steph back and Clay back, next year it's going to be, all right, now it is time to win. No more learning time, no more play time. Immediately. Once they, yeah, once they throw it up at the start of next season. And hit the ground running yes. in training camp. Yes. Those of, so learn your lessons well now. Right. Those of you that are around. Yeah. At that point, you know, October 1st, essentially, when training camp is going to start, plus or minus a couple of days on either side, that's when it's go time. Yes. Uh, there isn't going to be, and, I, and I'm sure the Warriors will, I'm sure Steve Kerr, I, I can already hear him saying, hey, look, we've got a lot of new pieces and it's going to take some time. I don't really think the Warriors can afford that next year. No, I think and I they're going to have to hit the ground running, and right. I think they're going to do everything they can to make sure they can hit the ground running the best they possibly can, especially in a season where you look up right now in 10 and 34. I mean, I think this team's going to be a little bit better in the second half than they were in the first half. But, but I think the schedule are, gets tougher, too. If even I'm if mistaken, they are, the yeah. schedule gets tougher. Yeah. And, I mean, it really is going to be hard for this team to win more than 22 or 23 games with the way that, that it's paced out to this point. Yeah, as far as next year goes, that hinges on things that are unknowable at this point. Where are you going to be drafting? What might you get for whomever you decide to trade. Are you going to trade D'Angelo Russell, package the picks? So we don't know where it's going to be. And there will be, initially, if you have some new players coming in next year, you know, obviously there's going to be a feeling out period. But as far as the young guys go, yeah, once they start next year, school's done now. It's time to put your – you're done with school. It's time to go to work now. Let's hear one more from Stephen Curry here uh, as he is scheduled to be reevaluated on February 1st. By the way, have you looked at a calendar lately, Whitey? Fe I can't find one anywhere. February 1st is two weeks from today. Oh, okay. That is two weeks from today. 
the reevaluation point on Stephen Curry's injury. You'll get maybe some kind of a timeline. Now, in the past, that timeline could be, hey, everything is progressing well. He'll be reevaluated again after the All-Star break. I know we talked to the All-Star break, which at that point would be roughly another two weeks away from February 1st. Yeah, Connor Letourneau joined us today on Warriors This Week, and he said, I expect him to be uh, playing again in March. And for a minute, I thought, well, wait a minute, because, okay, he's – Maybe he's right, but there's no question that if Steph Curry had to play in February, I think he could play in February based on what we've seen so far. Yeah, I think, and I know Steve Kerr said, said March, and I know we've had Anthony Slater on. Anthony Slater said, hey, maybe that first game after the All-Star break, the Warriors have, I think, four home games here uh, right out of the shoot there. That would be great. Maybe that's the, the re-debut of, of Steph and Curry, but still we're two weeks away from getting some kind of a feel for exactly when that will be. But let's hear from Steph again uh, on NBC Sports Bay Area during the game talking about how his rehab's working out. It's going great. I mean, <laughs> it's, uh, every, day is, every day is tough. When you're hurt and, and, and we've all been there in some way, shape, or form, uh, it's a grind. Every day it can kind of be monotonous with you know, the, the little strength workouts you have to do and, and just understanding that it's, it takes time and patience to get back to 100%. But every day I'm, I've, I've been making progress. No setbacks, which uh, is definitely encouraging to get back to 100% as soon as possible. No setbacks. That's good the key news. right there. Right, right. And, and he it, looks good when we've seen him. Yeah. It's shooting the ball extremely well, of course. Handling with both hands. We don't know. Obviously, we're not privy to the ins and outs of his rehab. But I'm very excited about the return of Steph Curry. Hopefully sooner rather than later. But as we've said all year long, we just have to be patient. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. we got the call of the game coming up as well. We're also going to hear Clay Thompson's Jersey retirement speech uh, as Clay was up in Pullman, Washington, getting the number one uh, at Wazoo, uh, retired today. We'll hear that coming up. Uh, and still time for some phone calls as well. It's Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. Warriors wrap-up continues on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason inside Chase Center, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Warriors beat the Magic tonight, uh, final score, 109-95. We were talking about it earlier, Whitey. Good night for the Warriors youngsters and, and the Warriors with uh, both Jordan Poole and Eric Paschal uh, going over the 20-point mark. Pascal had 20. Jordan Poole, a career-high 21. First time since 2010. Oh, yeah, Steph Curry and Reggie Williams, right? That the Warriors had two rookies score yeah. 20 or more points. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think everybody knows that, but, yeah. How about that? First time since 2010. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, obviously Stephen Curry, the, the headliner of that. Uh, interesting to think back now, just, you know, gosh, 10 years Stephen Curry was a rookie 10 years ago. That's been uh, kind of... Uh, interesting as this season has gone on. Uh, before we get to the, the Clay Thompson uh, speech, we'll get to that coming up here. I wanted to throw something at you. Uh, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, this, this has been such a feel-good night until now. Yeah. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, nice game for him. Just one yeah. turnover, 12 assists, 26 points, uh, 9 for 21, 4 of 12 from 3. And, and I know there's been a, a, a heavy debate about the D'Angelo Russell's fit 
with the Warriors, right? Uh, well, He's De- not helping well, tonight. D'Angelo Russell uh, downstairs in the Bill King interview room, post-game press conference, podium game for him, typically a pro- podium game uh, for a player of his ilk right. uh, in the NBA. Uh, D'Angelo Russell doing his post-game press conference wearing an Aaron Rodgers Green Bay Packers story. Well, I guess if Steph is, of course, always will be and was a Carolina Panthers fan, I guess, really, I mean, I guess it's okay. Uh, D'Angelo Russell apparently has worked out with Aaron Rodgers and knows Aaron Rodgers personally, but that's a, that's a questionable uh, fashion statement right there. Do we need to do a quick 95-7 the game poll? 888-957-9570? <laughs> Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven. What trade him because of that or not? No, 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 no. Just <laughs> it, it, no. It, is it is it is it cool? How much how much heat should he take? I mean, I, I say that kiddingly. Uh, I mean, you can be a fan of whoever you want to be a fan of, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's up there. Big game tomorrow, obviously between the 49ers and the Packers. And yeah, I was curious as to what the history was uh, with D'Lo and Rodgers because he's not from that particular he's, area. I think he's from Louisville. Uh, I know. Kevon Looney school, is from State. that area, yeah, yeah. so you can understand, hey, Kevon right. Looney's probably rooting for the Packers tomorrow yeah. uh, against the 49ers, but uh, D'Angelo Russell, it was, a, it was an odd fit. I, I know I remember seeing something on, on his Instagram within the last week where he was you know, rooting on the Packers. I think he put up a video or a photo of something in him in well, New Jersey true when fan. they were playing Seattle. Uh, but yeah, an opportunity to work out with, with Rodgers, and so they're kind of friends, and he's rooting for his guy. True fan respects true fan, right? I mean, so if, hey, he knows the guy, and uh, yeah, maybe that's not the wisest choice of things to wear on this night. On the other hand, a true fan sticking up for his buddy and for his team. There's something to be said for that. And the last time. But I say trade him, yes, because of that. The definitely. La- the last time, of course, uh, that the Warriors. Uh, or, I'm sorry, the last time that the 49ers made it to an NFC Championship game, you go back to the 2013. Uh, season 2014 uh, in January, of course, Stephen Curry, uh, a Carolina Panthers fan, and the 49ers defeated the Panthers right. uh, on on their way to ultimately right. losing to Seattle. So uh, maybe Steph kind of in a way cleared the way for D'Angelo Russell here in this in this regard. Yeah. So just just something to chew on here uh, as we continue with Warriors wrap up. Brought to you by Realtor.com. But uh, in all seriousness, we're having some fun there. But a nice night for. D'Angelo Russell, uh, 26 points and 12 assists. Uh, he also knocks down four of 12 from three, and, and he was the closer tonight. He was the guy that finished the uh, magic off uh, yeah. in this game as the Warriors were on that 17-2 run to end it. We've seen him do some of that. We've seen Draymond do that. some of that. Obviously, tonight, no Draymond, so there was no other choice. Uh, when it came time to taking care of the basketball down the stretch, D'Angelo Russell was the obvious choice, and he did a great job. Made a uh, had the kind of had the final nail in the coffin. And the really impressive thing about him tonight uh, with the 12 assists, just the one turnover. That's that's spectacular. Anytime you do that. All right, it was a big night for D'Angelo Russell. It was a big day for Clay Thompson as he went back to his alma mater, uh, Washington State, uh, up in Pullman, Washington, and uh, it was. The number one being retired, Clay Thompson played at Washington State from 2008 to 2011, uh, and his jersey was retired today during uh, the uh, Cougars 
ball game this afternoon. Uh, we want to play this for you before we get out of here. Let's go ahead and hear, uh, which really was just a tremendous, tremendous speech. Uh, Clay Thompson, uh, let's go ahead and play this courtesy of the Pac-12 Networks. Oh, Pullman, wow. Man, last time I was on the mic in Beasley, I had the tears flowing. So I don't know if it'll be the same again, but I'm going to try not to cry because this is pretty special. But, oh, I miss you guys too, man. I'm back home. Oh, man. Well, I'll never forget in uh, 2007 when Tony Bennett and Ben Johnson came to my parents' house, sat on the couch, and I just fell in love with, with what Tony was speaking to me. It was just, he's, he put together a vision. I came up to Pullman, flew in from Seattle, saw the beautiful wheat fields of the Palouse. Then proceeded to go to campus, hang out with my teammates, future teammates, and that's what really sold me on this institution. So I look up here, I see the 2008 Sweet 16 team, and I just, man. I fell, I fell in love with that team, man. I don't even know. I just saw how, that was a brotherhood. That's what I saw from afar, those guys. They might have been friends for a couple years, but it seemed like they grew up together because they were so tight. And my host, David, who's here tonight, great to see you, David. Give it up for Harmeling, the original stretch four. Abe, Charlie, Ben, Char all you guys, man, the best times in Pullman to see Brock on the screen, too. That was my best friend here, roommates. And man, was, time just goes so fast. So when I saw that team, I wanted to be a part of that. I saw what they did for the city. I saw the love they got from everyone in the town. And that's what I wanted to be a part of, just to inspire people. And I know we've done amazing things with the Warriors. Side note, give, yeah, thank you. A lot of Warrior fans up here, it makes me happy. So, special thanks to Joe Lacob, Steph Curry, Johnny West, Zaza, Bob, everyone from the, Oregon, everyone from the Warriors who was able to make it. We've done some amazing things, and who would like to see a couple more championships in the future? Yeah. So, we're gonna get to that. But before that started, before that started, I had to come. I came to Pullman, and I felt the love here before anything happened internationally. And now, gosh, it was the best playing in front of my family, my uncle John, my cousin Jack, Katie, Mitch, and I'll, every time I walk in here, I get chills because I think of my grandfather who passed away. My grandpa Jerry, man, there's not a bigger, not a bigger fan than my grandpa Jerry, and he would be sitting 12 rows up. There wasn't a ref he ever liked. There was another team he ever liked, and that man would go toe to toe with anybody if it came to his grandson. So, I think of my grandfather. I miss him a lot, man. That's where I know my dad played the league, but everyone asked me where I get my competitive fire. I don't talk a lot. It definitely came from my grandfather, and that, that's for sure. But uh. Man, I just want to thank you to everyone who come, came out. This is very special. No matter what uni I put on, hopefully a warrior for the rest of my career. But uh, I will always be a Coug. will always be a Coug. And I'm, I'm, so, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for where basketball has taken me. It's taken me to China, Brazil, New Zealand, Spain, around the world, but there's nowhere like Pullman. There's nowhere like the police. So thank you guys. 
I love you, and go Cougs. And thank you, Zoo Crew. It was all you guys. Thank you, Zoo Crew. I got to thank my parents, my mom, of course, my dad for teaching me the fundamentals, but I got to thank moms for running me around to all the practices growing up. Man, we used to give her a lot of trouble, me and my brothers. On that note, I got to thank Trace and Mikey. If it was not for them, I would not be here right now. They beat me up every day. And I was the middle son, too, so I would think I could beat up my little brother, but my little brother was always bigger than me. So in the end, I was just a little bro for 18 years. And without them, I would not be here. So mom and dad, I love you guys. Trace and Mikey, I love you to death. And thank you, everybody. Love you, all coos out there. There's, there's, there's nothing better than like a 10-day road trip with the Warriors than while being like Milwaukee or some random city. I just hear a go Cougs from the stands. That keeps me going, so keep doing that. Love you guys. Great speech. Now let's be loud. Let's get this win tonight. Let's go. Get this win. All right, good stuff there from Clay Thompson on what was a very special afternoon for him. And uh, also, you know, really cool to see so many from the Warriors organization uh, go up there with him to, to be a part of it, including Stephen Curry, who then came back here and uh, did uh, the sideline reporter duties. I didn't realize how many Warrior fans they have up there. Obviously, it makes sense with the Clay connection, but I didn't realize how many Warrior fans he'd be speaking to today. And doesn't it just make you appreciate what the Warriors had done even more now that you're without them for this season and anxiously awaiting their return? Yeah, I absolutely. I, I mean, I think there's no doubt. And, and I mean, you can start to – it's fun in a way because you can start to piece together, you know, who might be playing with them. But at the same time, I mean, you know, you look at the Warriors – I mean, 10 and 34 isn't fun for anybody. And and to have, you know, the fans tonight be able to, to get to see a victory and get to see this team play well and close down the stretch and just stop that streak so it's not something that has yeah. got to be talked about – uh, you know, every single day, that that's definitely a a good thing. And you know, Stephen Curry at some point here right. in the near future, right now, we're gonna know when he's gonna be playing. It feels a little bit right now like laying awake in your bed, waiting for Santa Claus to come, and it's the Fourth of July. So you got a long ways to go, but it's coming eventually. Santa Claus is coming, and Steph could be back. Steph could be back next month. Yeah, and like I said, reevaluated here coming up uh, two weeks from today. I did a quickie uh, Twitter poll. D'Angelo Russell wearing a Packers jersey in the postgame press conference tonight. Uh, hell yeah or nah, bro. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to guess nah, bro. 142 votes just in the last four minutes. Yeah. So 142 votes uh, within the last four minutes, and it is 70% nah, bro. 30%. Hell yeah. Okay. And and by the way, yeah, I was doing better than I thought it would and be doing. Your official your official vote on that is trade nah, him. bro. No, uh, see, trade him now. Trade okay. him now. <laughs> Unless he burns a jersey tomorrow. And a few of those were in the comments, although I think the comment of the night here uh goes to somebody who just tweeted and said, good thing this game isn't against the Packers. Or, mm. I'm sorry, against the Panthers. Oh, yeah, Gosh, exactly. Yeah. Stephen yeah. Curry, obviously, yeah. uh, a huge Carolina Panthers fan. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, for Whitey Gleason, oh, before, you know what? Yeah, before we do yeah, that, we gotta, go. yeah, we got to do the call, call of the game. game. That's right, I almost forgot. 
It's time for the call of the game. Brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile. Guarded by Burks, throws to the right wing to Ross, curling, firing for three, and goes out of bounds, saved by Clark to Owandu with six seconds to go. Short, rebound, Spellman. Warriors have three seconds with two. Poole catches, pump fake, takes a dribble, takes a three. Got it at the buzzer! All right, uh, know the call of the game. Tune in to Jolo and Dibs here on 95.7 The Game. Monday morning, 9.30. If you can correctly identify the call we just played, you'll win $100 to Schroeder's Restaurant at 240 Front Street in San Francisco. The call of the game is brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile, the best deal in wireless. That's going to do it for us. Uh, for Tim Jordan, thanks to him for setting us up out here. Uh, for Whitey Gleason, I'm John Dickinson. Thanks also to... Alex Scott and Ryan Mouser back in our San Francisco studios. We will be back, and we will be joined by Matt Kolsky, uh, 5.30, Warriors Live on Monday as the Warriors are up in Portland, and they will take on the Trailblazers. Keep it locked here to 95.7 The Game as well tomorrow. We got you covered. Uh, the overtime pregame and overtime after the game with Bonte and Shasky, 12 o'clock from the Hilton Santa Clara uh, we're going to be kicking it off uh, then, and, and we've got you covered all day long for the, the game that everybody's going to be talking about. So keep it locked here to 95.7 The Game, and keep it locked here on Monday as well, as uh, we'll be talking about nothing but the 49ers uh, all the way up until 5.30 when we take over for the Dubs and the Blazers. That's going to do it. Warriors, 10-game losing streak is over. Dubs beat the Magic, 109.95, and you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Good night. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.